Podmas, your favorite podcasters, gave to you a talk about Disney Channel holiday specials. Oh, yeah. It's been a couple months since we've talked about the Disney Channel. Yes. We got a little burned out from uh, Disney Channel Month. Yeah, we never Which genuinely was one of my favorite months. I honestly think it, um, it it's at the like top three favorite things we've probably ever done is Disney Channel Month. Right. Yeah. The perfect blend of us being very nerdy, being very personal, mm-hmm. and also being kind of perf- inadvertently but perfectly topical. Oh, yeah. Because we did it around the anniversary. Right. Exactly. I know. But- um, yes, one area we really didn't cover, and I'm honestly shocked we didn't end up covering this on our original Podmas run, is the Disney Channel holiday specials. Because what good is a sitcom, what good is an animated show without a couple silly hol- episodes dedicated to Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa sometimes, mm-hmm. or anything in between? Yeah, I honestly, like, including Halloween, I think I look forward to the holiday-themed episodes of those shows the most um, on Disney Channel. Some of the earliest ones that come to mind are the the very famous Lizzie McGuire one featuring um, Nick Carter. Oh my god, I didn't, I watched a couple to to sort of refresh my memory. I forgot about the Nick Carter one. Yeah, (laughs) where he comes to like sing a Christmas song. Um, Boy, what a time. Nick Carter. I know, yeah. It's wild that, god, there are so many like, like, I know, we joke about, like, Four Town and, like, the boy band era that we grew up in. But there are so many names that just get lost to the sands of time. Right. In terms of, like, guys Nick, who didn't have as much staying power as, like, Justin them. Timberlake. Right. Exactly. Like, including all of Justin Timberlake's group, essentially. Yes. But it is, like, it really is interesting because it's, like, why are the specials so fun? Like, what makes a good holiday special? And, like, know. as I was watching them, I, I think it's a couple things... One, it's just fun because it's an excuse, like, because, you know, sitcoms follow such, like, a strict formula, like, there's such strict rules on how they, like, play in the space. Mm -hmm. To have, like, an opportunity to, like, break the space, as it were, or, like, change it up, it really is like you're working a nine-to-five, and then you have, like, or, like, you're, like, going to school every week, and then there's, like, the one week before Christmas where it's just, like, cut loose, you're watching movies, Mm -hmm. you're not really doing anything, you know, there's the final day where all the parents are supposed to bring stuff or, like, there's right. some kind of, like, holiday festive. And I really think that's, like, the best energy. I like that they're, like, I like that all of them, for some reason, have some kind of magic or, like, magical realism where oh, they just yeah. are, like, oh, this isn't canon. We can just do whatever we want. Santa shows right. up? Sure. You know, uh, even Steven's grandmother comes Bobby back Rose. from the dead to yeah. do It's a Wonderful Life, but for Hanukkah. Right, exactly. <laughs> That was one of my favorites, the Even Stevens one. Right, yes. And that's, well, that's the other thing. They always, so many of them play on, like, holiday tropes. Specifically either either, um, uh, Scrooge or um, It's a Wonderful Life. I forgot how many of these lean on the, like, oh, you want to see what it was like when you were never born? And not even just for Disney Channel. I forgot iCarly did one like that. I forgot that Fresh Prince did that with the, and that's where the, it's not unusual to be low. Like, yeah. that famous Carlton dance comes from a Christmas episode. Oh, wow. 
Yes. And it like that's what's like fun about them. Like you can just do stupid stuff like that and it doesn't really matter because yeah. it's like, hey, this is the fun time. We're we're loosening right. the ties a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's like I I think the holiday episodes are also because we've talked about how those Disney Channel sitcoms get like they become really transformative over time. Um mm-hmm. as they get as they add more seasons, like they sort of really evolve the character. They do a good job of like making the later episodes almost unrecognizable. Like, they, they seem like the same energy, the same vibe. It's obviously the same people, but it's, like, a totally different... That Like, they just... There is an art to, like, leveling up a show over time. Um, but some of those... The holiday episodes are, like, time capsules of, like, the episodes that are close to, like, the pilot, you know? Like, I'm thinking mm. of that So Raven's Christmas episode... Where she, like, which honestly, like, I've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. But, like, Raven Baxter's the worst character on that show. She is. Truly. How many times do you need your future vision to fuck up, like, your attempt to challenge fate, fuck up everything, to know not to, like, if you see something, no, you didn't. Just go with the flow, man. Yeah. If you see something, don't say anything about it. But, like... Raven really is like a selfish, <laughs> very self-centered character, and it's so Im- impulsive, and she ruins everything. And 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 this whole like this the Christmas episode of That So Raven is truly stressful, just because she like saw in her vi- like it's not enough to have seen what the gift was in the vision. She goes and opens the damn thing and wears it to school. Right. Which it's, is insane. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, you can't do anything about seeing the gift. That is... Okay. It's the burden it. of being a psychic. Yeah. But, like, to then bring it to school, say, it's probably fine to loan it to someone. And then, oh. right, it just keeps stacking on stacking on stacking. And I do appreciate, to your point, she's so selfish. But, like... And the Christmas mo- episodes are the ones where the morals get, like, the biggest and most dramatic. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she realizes, like, oh, I didn't really ruin anything for anyone other than myself this time. Exactly. Like, I cleaned up my mess, but I'm the one who didn't get to have a fun Christmas. Everyone else just kind of right. went on without me. Yeah. Um, Which I'm, like, legal. <laughs> what about the uh, animated ones? I'm When we were planning this, I brought up the Proud Family. Um, which, to my knowledge, um, is the only representation of Kwanzaa. Yes, the Disney Channel. Has. I was trying to think of, which is funny because I feel like our generation had so much stuff about Kwanzaa. Like I remember, did Rugrats they? had one. I feel oh, like that's one right. other Rug- show did. Rugrats is truly Rugrats one of the, covered all of them. Rugrats inadvertently became like the most progressive, diverse <laughs> show right. ever. They had a Hanukkah episode. I remember that. Um, yes. A weirdly involved one with Moses. Right. Like a weirdly biblical one. It's so, yeah. It gets um, hyper literal on Bible text. Um, yeah. My favorite bit is, you know, uh, Tommy Moses is telling Angelica Pharaoh, like, you know, the next plague is that the firstborns are going. And she calls her dad with a cell phone in ancient Egypt and is like, hey, do, do I have any brothers you never told me about? <laughs> no, nope, you're an only child. And that's what's Great. like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my other favorite line from that one is, uh, Chucky, you forgot to put yeast in this bread. Oh, well, look at it this way. We just invented matzah. <laughs> Which I'm I like, what is this muppety-ass joke? Right, honestly. Um, but it really just feels like we had a lot of Kwanzaa stuff. And I'm like, 
I have never met a single person in my entire life who has acknowledged or celebrated Kwanzaa as a thing. Other than those two, I can't think of any other Kwanzaa things. Like, um, but yeah, I like, I think what I appreciate about the Prod Families episode is that like, there is like a, a sort of permanent rift to this day between like sort of between even though even though Kwanzaa I would say like is an African and I would call it an African American culture more than it was, but it's like mm. African Americans at least the you know, the ones that are a product of the this North American slave trade, there's always sort of been this rift between being feeling black and feeling connected to heritage in any way. It's so mm. different than the way that white people feel connected to their heritage, which is to say that we really don't feel that connected to any African culture. And that wasn't intentionally stripped. But, um, but I like that this, like that, that this show like through Penny kind of shows that sort of alienness between like feeling like a black American, but like, but also, and very much not feeling African at all um, and sort of being right. forced to like appreciate it and love it. People more in more like modern time, even though like I would like the Proud Family wasn't that long ago, but people are coming around to Kwanzaa. Like it's becoming more of a popularized, like practiced thing uh, oh. amongst black people. Um, but for the longest time, yeah, people really didn't engage with it. It was con- like, I mean, it started as a Muslim tradition. Huh, I did not know that. Yeah. But in terms of the magical realism ones, that's where it gets the craziest. That has because some, yeah. it's played incredibly straight. Right. Like, I do appreciate, you can never say the Proud Family never kept it real in terms of, like, being blunt. One, just showing homelessness and, like, the embarrassment that homelessness can have. Yeah. Like, you know, Mr. Proud, like, basically they're, like, going to give these people they saw earlier a dollar and Mr. Proud is like, we're not, ho-, you know, they come in, it's like, here, sign your name here, we'll get you a blanket, we'll get you this. And, mm-hmm. you know, Penny's like, we're not poor. And immediately this person who's running the place is just like, shame on you for telling your daughter to lie about that. Like the idea of like the like, the awkward social politics yeah. of like homelessness and like, you mm-hmm. know, people being in dire financial straits. Right. And, but then they throw this curveball that this black family who they've been meeting with and who are like trying to help them appreciate like, you know, Kwanzaa and mm-hmm. sort of like the bonds that that represents weren't real or were ghosts yeah. or were like Isn't the spirits of Kwanzaa. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> they, they they stole the identity of a random white family to like teach the proud specifically a lesson. And I'm I like, guess. <laughs> you know what? Good for you for keeping okay. the tradition of there has to be some magical nonsense in right. all of these. Yeah. Even though you had a perfectly good, straightforward plot. Right. Um. Uh, a personal favorite of mine is always uh, the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody one. So the idea is the Tipton's snowed in. They can't get out. Oh. And it's a problem because uh, Zack and Cody's mom or dad was going to take them on like a little skiing trip. Like they were going to go mm-hmm. snowboarding and stuff while their mom was finally going to get some time off to like vacation. To be a mom. So now, yeah. Yeah, to be a mom. <laughs> um, did you see, well, first, did you see the um, random like, um, sort of gossip story from those days. So apparently Dylan Sprouse just Kim refused Rhodes, to... Like Kim Rhodes yes. went on the pot on Christy Carlson Romano's podcast. I did see that, yeah. Yes. So he was like, there was a fat joke written in the script and Dylan Sprouse uh, uh, said he wasn't 
you know, he didn't want to. Um, I forget what the, I'm pulling yeah, up the exact Yeah, I think she line. was pregnant at the time. Um, yes. Um, so he goes, Dylan Sprouse says, I would not disrespect any woman that way, let alone this woman. You write something funny and I'll say it, which I'm like, yeah. what a badass thing for like a 15 year old to say to a grown man. That's some mm-hmm. stuff grown man Harrison Ford was saying to George Lucas on the set of Star Wars. Like, well, what is this Wookiee shit? She also went on to say that, like, they also fat shamed him a lot on the show because he really? grew to look yes. very different than his brother. And, like, they, right. just, they just had different body types and that they, like, there were comments made by adults and that she got very testy with them and, it, you know. Apparently she had a very, very let, close bond with both of them. Why do we let child actors happen? I don't know. It's a huge mistake. It really is. But in terms of this fun little holiday episode, well, <laughs> we talked about, like, again, how, like, kind of, like, blue collar and, like, on, you know, the fact that, like, you don't appreciate that Sweet Life in Zack and Cody is about people who work in, like, a service industry, basically, and, like, yeah. how, like, kind of candid they are about their financial situation stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this episode struck a chord with me because it's really the only time in any, like, special or show or anything, or at least for us growing up, where, like, the parents are separated. And it's not, like, you know, Disney has the stereotype of, like, dead moms or dead dads or dead parents. But it's like, no, neither of them died. It wasn't anything like that. They just don't like each other anymore. They just didn't want to be married anymore. Yeah, they just didn't work out as a marriage, yeah. Yeah. And that's just, like, a part of their story. And to have, like, mm. you know, have Zach and Cody trying to get them back together in this, like, mute, cute holiday way mm. is, like, a huge chunk of the plot. And then, meanwhile, we also have this subplot where they're all snowed in and someone named Mary is about to give right. birth in the elevator. And for some reason, and this this is the reason why I always remember this episode, for some reason they feel the need to point drag out this point. And have it, like, the camera focus in on one person at a time where they're like, Mary and Joseph, who didn't have anywhere else to go, camera was to someone else, stopped in an unexpected so place corny. and had a baby. I would love to sit someone, anyone involved with this production down and go, why did you shoot it like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, why specifically like this? We didn't I get the, either. Uh, sure, the lines, whatever. Because, like, you know, you had to hold, you want to hold the kid's hands. But, like... Why was it this weirdly art house way of shooting it? it this isn't like so that's so Ravens where like they play fast and loose with like camera rules, right? Like right. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was pretty normally shot most right. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other specials, are there any others that are popping up into your head as we go forward? I'm trying to to think what um what were the Christmas decoms? Um, the what was that one with the oh. snow machine? Oh my god! Uh, oh, oh, banana bread. It's no, like Isabel watches the this ultimate one all Christmas the time. present. Yes, where Santa has a snow machine. That movie's weird. And to watch some kids adult. steal it and end up causing ecological disaster in Los Angeles. Yeah, um, right. And Santa's really just like ugh, over it. Yeah, like he hates. Yeah, kids. he's like fuck this Christmas stuff. Why am right. I doing this? Right, exactly. Um, which is one of my favorite subgenres of Christmas stuff. Like the Santa Claus is just is, done. Yeah, he's had enough. Right. There's also the Brian Cranston one. Uh, Twas the night where Brian Cranston is like That's a this decom? kid, sort of like yes, kind of. He's kind of this screw up. Um, he's kind of like a screw up. He's kind of like the bad member of the family. Like he owes money to all these people. Okay. And his. 
And this when they inadvertently down. knock Santa Claus unconscious, yes, it's 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 very much <laughs> him starting that trend, but in a more likable okay. kid's way. So they accidentally knock out Santa Claus, and he goes, oh, I can get, this is how I'll get the money. I'll steal gifts while we're delivering some. Mm, okay, then. It, it is funny how many, it is kind of funny how many DCOMs are, like, holiday-themed. There, There's way less. Yeah, that's true. There's either more than I would think or less than I would think. Right. Um, it's also very funny to consider Simpsons is now, like, because it's Disney. Right. The first episode of The Simpsons is a Christmas special. That's interesting. I'm thinking about, like, all of the little animated shows that would have a Christmas episode, like Kim Possible. Um, definitely had one in there. Um, what else? I feel like there's something really obvious that I'm forgetting about. We talked about Lizzie See, because the only... In terms of, like, the animated ones, the only one I have a particularly strong memory or connection to is Phineas and Ferb. And I guess in my head, I'm like, oh, well, why would they have a Christmas episode? I mean, they had oh, the Swinter episode, but well, it's, I don't yeah. remember them having a Christmas one. Well, I guess, like, the point is we only see them if they're not in school. Like, so I guess that would make sense to have, like, a winter break episode. Right. In terms of, like, the modern animated stuff, DuckTales had multiple Christmas episodes, I told mm. you about the one where they make the um, Disney or Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol canon. Like now Scrooge McDuchess hangs out with the ghost of Christmas past, present, and uh, future. Okay. Like they're all just friends. Okay. And the ghost of Christmas past will just like blip them to old Christmas parties so they can like relive, <laughs> relive their glory <laughs> days. Nice. There's an episode that makes it so establishes that Scrooge and Santa used to be friends. Like, they used oh. to run a coal business together. That was, like, one of Scrooge's early endeavors. And then they had a falling out because Santa's like, well, what if we deliver presents? And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? Giving away things for right. free? What is wrong <laughs> with you? Um, in terms of the other ones, I don't... Owl House never had a Christmas special. Um, Gravity Falls, I don't think, had anything Christmas, as best I can remember. Mm. I know Amphibia did, and that one was just hyped up because it was, like, a longer episode, and also it was, like, the first thing Rebecca Sugar did post-Steven Universe, really. Okay. Like, she wrote a song for it, and it's like, she's back I in see. animated form. <laughs> I see. She's just, like, a panhandler. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. But, yeah, as we kind of, like, wrap up this conversation, I guess, like, for me, like... What is your ideal Christmas special in terms of like what do you what do you hope to get see? I have no idea. I don't know. Like, I think you just want them to be like. There probably is an expectation that they're everything is sort of heightened about them. That they're like the most funny. That the jokes are sort mm -hmm. of elevated. Um, so many of the live action ones like include some sort of like on location thing. Mm. Which is interesting, right? Like, like that's where even what they were at, like a shopping mall. Um, mm -hmm. Even the Christmas, even the like, um, Aaron Carter. Um, oh, we I've been calling him Nick Carter. It's it was Aaron Carter. Um, I was going to say I wasn't going to correct you, but for some reason my brain was also defaulting to Aaron Carter. Yeah, it was Nick Carter was in Backstreet Boys. Aaron Carter was Aaron Carter, um, and he was in this episode. Um, that one was like outdoors, like at this like parade right. thing. Um, that's an interesting element to it. Yeah. But. I I do think you're onto something with, like, the heightenedness. It does feel like everyone gets kind of, like, flanderized to their highlights. I yeah. guess the idea is, like, hey, you know, maybe some people, this will be the first time they're seeing the show because they want to watch holiday stuff. Yeah. Like, the moment that really strike, 
I kept thinking of all like rewatching all of these was the moment from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody where like the maintenance guy, like the guy who makes all the stupid gadgets and stuff. Brian? He yeah, he gets so excited that he's gonna get to use the old furnace. He just seemingly deliberately walks into a couch, does a complete like 360 flip and smashes into a table like a pro wrestler. <laughs> and I'm like, right, that's that's the jokes you save for the Christmas one right. because you want it to be heightened. Right, exactly. One of the little tropes I love is when um, people give each other gifts. I always like to see what, oh. like I made fun of The Office and how like I'm like, Stanley would not be personal enough with any of these people to get them good gifts. But then I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, but I like that. I like to see how yeah. characters interact, like what they think to get each other. Right, exactly. Um, um, I also think like these, like you said, with the, the sort of it's a wonderful life thing, um, all of them feature some kind of like actual lesson. Like, yeah, these are the ones where like someone becomes a better person somehow, which great. Right. But it's only semi-canonical, so they probably yeah. Never that mind; lesson. they'll they'll forget about this later. Fuck this! Right, exactly. 